In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise for all your graces in our lives. Thank you for the season of Easter, the season of the resurrection. I ask you to open us our hearts to continue to worship you and grow in love of you and find fulfillment in this life. Amen. Some of you may know I just got back from pilgrimage. We were in uh, Lourdes, Holy Land, and in Rome just under two weeks. Uh, it was a great trip. So if you've never been before, it's, it's worth putting on your bucket list of possible things to do in your life eventually, especially Holy Land and uh, even Rome. It just really brings the gospel to life. It really helps you to, to pray more, to read the scriptures more. Everything kind of becomes more tangible of like all these things that happen in, in the faith. Like we have statues of Our Lady of Lourdes and Lourdes Water. Okay, this is a real place that has like, has, you know, where the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared. The Holy Land, like, there's such a beauty, even where the, especially in, like, in Nazareth, for example. In Nazareth is where the Annunciation happened, where the angel Gabriel came to the Blessed Virgin Mary, said, you will conceive a child, right? And then we hear in John's Gospel, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So all over the inscription of, of in Nazareth, where the angel Gabriel came to the Blessed Virgin Mary, is, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us here. It's like a very tangible place, like, right here it happened. And then we celebrate Mass like at the place of the crucifixion of Jesus. Like here, these things really happen in time and space in a real in a real physical place as well. Let me go to Rome. And Rome is very beautiful. Um, uh, the churches are just unbe- they're unbelievable how these churches are just very beautiful to see how they've built these things to give glory to God. That's why beautiful churches are important and we should pay for beautiful churches. But then at the same time you go to these places and it can be very if you're not careful about it a lot of negative can come from it because they, they tend to people want to buy little things they want to buy trinkets they want to buy like little crosses or whatever so then it's kind of commercialized but then it's kind of division like in the Holy Land is like division amongst like the Catholics and the Orthodox and then like like the Jews and the Muslims it's like a whole conglomerate of kind of tension amongst people who are all pretending to be holy and it could be kind of a problem there at the same time the negative can come from the fact that like, if I've experienced Jesus in this really, really cool place in this experience, but how much does it allow it to, to penetrate our hearts to really change and transform our faith so as to deepen our faith? For example, St. Peter's Basilica. I cannot over-exaggerate how incredibly beautiful it is. As I was leading my group inside of it, I was like, before you go in, when you're there, obviously go see these handful of important corners, but just, like, pause for a minute and then look up and just be in awe of like this church took like hundreds of years to build. And it's every corner is a work of art. And it's just enormous, just massive space built for one purpose, to give glory to God. Like by the very nature, you walk in there and it's just like unbelievable how much it just gives glory to God. It lifts the soul to give glory to God. On average, in the average year, there are 10 million visitors the St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. 10 million. And there's a line to get in, you gotta go around, you gotta wait in line, all these things. And then, in this massive church that is, has 10 million visitors, in the corner, in a prominent place, but still in the corner, there is the tabernacle with the red light, the red lamp, showing you this is the presence of God with 12 people. 10, seven, 20, I don't know, not 10 million actually worshiping Jesus. 
actually praising Jesus. So there could really be a negative about all these things. But what's important to recognize is that all these things are there, they're very beautiful, but they have to come to something. They have to bring something. There has to be a conclusion of something. So the what of all these things, like the Holy Land and Rome and these beautiful sites, even our own churches, our own beautiful churches here in Metro Detroit. Great. That's the what. But they all have to be founded on who. Always what we do in our life, in our faith, everything we do when it comes to God and our faith and the church has to be founded on, on who. So in the gospel today, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's not saying, this has been my prayer for this week, he's not saying that is the way, that is the truth, and that is the life. He doesn't point to these things like all oh, these cool churches, this cool experience, this random book that I'm going to write for you that helps you feel good about yourself. It's uh, me. He points to himself. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So for us, what we should be wanting to do is focus more on the heart of Jesus. These experiences in our lives, and if you haven't been or your other experiences in your lives, are wonderful. They matter. They encourage your faith. They, they help you to continue to persevere in the faith. But they're not the faith. The faith is Jesus calling himself the way the truth, and the life. And then, as I was praying with that, the whole idea of focusing not on the what, but on who. St. Paul says today in Ephesians, Ephesians 1, right? We're right in the beginning of Ephesians. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. He destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. So the who of Jesus, so what matters in the faith is that there's a person, it's a, it's a relationship that we're called into. The also the who that matters is us. That we matter as individuals, as people, as body and soul, as creators of the Father, we matter. And how we grow in faith, how we grow in love matters and it should change. And that really should be the focal point. And we should have this desire in our hearts to say, if God has set me apart, which is what the word holy means, to be set apart for something different, we're baptized in the glorious Trinity, therefore we're different, our lives should look different. And we should desire to imitate Jesus how can we imitate Jesus without knowing Jesus? How can we become like somebody without knowing them? For example, we're about two weeks out of Lent. And hopefully your Lent was uh, fasting. Hopefully you fasted throughout Lent. Hopefully you added your prayer throughout Lent. And I'm positive on Easter Sunday, we're like, oh, I can eat cookies and meat or whatever it was that we gave up or drink coffee on Monday. Great. I'm sure that came back to it pretty much, for the most part pretty normally. But how about prayer? Imagine you were doing seven weeks of like you added a rosary or you added daily scripture or you added a daily exam or you came to daily mass. Why must that not continue throughout your whole life? How can that be an opportunity for us to grow in love of not just the what, not just these cool experiences, but a who in Jesus Christ? That's my prayer for all of you as we continue throughout the season of Easter is to really pray with that. 
Where, why is it that Jesus Christ isn't just giving us random books and random ideas on how to live fun lives? He wrote nothing, not a word. He did point to himself, which can seem arrogant, but is not arrogant because he's God. And because he's God, now we have the fulfillment of all our desires. Now we can know who we are. Because what St. Paul says today, which is true because of our baptism, who we are are children. I'm a son of the Father because of Jesus, because of his death and resurrection. And we united with him. Always focus on not just tangibles, not just on these experiences, not just on these beautiful churches or whatever. Focus on a person. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. Amen.